a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Next is now. As we often talk about on this program, uh, being able to build bridges, whether that's dealing with social issues, political issues, or just having community conversations uh, is so vital and seems to be a lost art in so many places in our world. Utah Valley University, uh, rightly and appropriately, is uh, hosting a two events uh, today and tomorrow uh, that are just extraordinary, gathering uh, some e- amazing experts. And we're really pleased to have joining us on the program today, Dr. Uh, Brian Birch, who's the director of the Center uh, for the Study of Ethics and Religious Studies program at Utah Valley University. Dr. Birch, thanks for joining us. Yeah, my pleasure. So give us a little bit of uh, the perspective in terms of this event. I love that it's being convened at Utah Valley University about healing conversations. Tell us about it. Well, this event was born out of a broader effort that we have been uh, working on across campus to create opportunities for people to build bridges, to uh, understand how to dialogue uh, well and productively. And uh, it's really focused on students, but it has a community orientation as well, where we're interested in people learning how to be citizens in a democracy that that contains a a variety of voices that at times conflict. Yeah, so important uh, that uh, you have all the voices at the table and that... uh those voices feel like they're heard and that they're understood. Uh, so you structured this day as you're hosting it down there at Utah Valley University. Uh, you've brought in some amazing experts from around the world. Tell us about some of those and some of the conversations that you're going to be fostering there. Thank you. Well, today we're focusing on small group workshops where we've invited uh, seven world-class scholars and specialists in conflict resolution primarily, uh, but people who uh, work in mediation and and dialogue across difference. And uh, so we have uh, scholars coming in from Northern Ireland, where they've done work in peace building across the political differences there. Uh, We have a representative from the United States Institute of Peace, uh, where he brings an international perspective, and we also have community building specialists who who work in difficult dialogues. So we, as we speak, we're in the morning session of these workshops, and we have uh, assembled school teachers and community leaders and religious leaders and scholars to uh, and we wanted to design the the workshops so that the small groups were themselves diverse so that people could learn have practice. Yeah dialoguing uh, while they're learning the best practices. Uh, I love that. I love that. Uh, and again, this is something that is uh, open to the public. It's uh, today uh, on the 
Wednesday, March 30th and March 31st at the Fulton Library Lecture Hall there on the Utah Valley University Orem campus. Uh, there's also a live stream of that that you can check out from the Healing Conversations website as well. Uh, so as, as the uh, day has begun, uh, any surprises early on from the students' perspective in terms of uh, kind of some of those aha moments? Yeah, it's been fun to watch the students interact with political leaders and, and community leaders. And one thing that, that the students are discovering is that uh, this, you know, having difficult conversations is not only present among young people in classrooms, which is something I face, uh, but it's just a broader phenomenon. People have a tendency, it, whether it's out of respect for others and not wanting to uh get into conflict or whether or not it's some other reason. One of the big challenges is just getting people to speak and be able to express themselves so that the issues are out on the table. So it's been fun to watch the students just, you know, the the aha moment uh, is is them discovering that what they're experiencing in the classroom is just part of a broader phenomenon. Yeah, that is interesting, and and, uh, it it is amazing in those kinds of settings how often we self-censor. You know, we're we're afraid to speak up. We're uh, afraid to go contrary or to share an opinion that might not square with, you know, whatever the majority is in in the room. Exactly, and uh, we have 35 school teachers who have come in to learn, you know, how to work with the younger uh, students. And, you know, they're expressing some of these same things, whether it's students who are clustering into groups, you know, self-selecting into groups, or whether students are just afraid to have a voice or to feel confident having a voice. That it's something that we're all learning. Yeah. What else are you seeing in your in your classrooms, uh, Dr. Birch, in terms of uh, this rising generation of students that you're dealing with, uh, in terms of that ability to lean in and, and have those crucial and sometimes uncomfortable conversations? I think what I found is, like with many other teachers, getting students to speak. Uh, but once, you know, the, the environment is created... Uh, to give students the context to be able to understand where their perspective fits in relationship to other contexts. And mm. that's one of the fun things I'm able to do in the classroom in my class, in my, uh, courses is to try to give them historical or philosophical or, you know, broader theoretical context so that they, they can understand, you know, where it fits and, and in some cases, uh, how closely aligned their ideas are to those who they thought were very opposed to what they had to say. And, and so they're, they're able to find some commonalities where they might not otherwise have been able to do so. Oh, I love that. That is fantastic. Uh, so as you as you look at uh, the rest of today and, and tomorrow, uh, what's, what's an outcome that you hope uh, comes from uh, hosting these two events down there at Utah Valley University? I think the main thing is for the people who are participating in the workshops today is that they walk away having better skills in terms of their work. So, you know, we are, uh, these facilitators are are hoping to provide school teachers and community leaders and political leaders, you know, with skills to help convene conversations themselves and to mediate and and navigate and to work across these differences more productively. And then tomorrow with the public event, I think whoever comes, I, I, I hope that they understand how passionate people are about 
building peace and understanding and reconciliation and just how many resources there are in our community, but even, you know, across the nation to help them have these kinds of conversations. Yeah, that's so important. It is both having a, uh, a willpower uh, and a skill power uh, to be able to convene those kinds of conversations. And whether that's in your local church group or your community or in a class or in a business uh, or in politics, it, it's uh, the same things, but it is both willpower and skill power. And I love the way that uh, Utah Valley University is leading out uh, once again in a really important area. Again, uh, Utah Valley University hosting two events on bridging social and political division, uh, public event tomorrow. You can check all of that out at the uh, Healing Conversations uh, website there as well. And uh, so grateful, Brian Birch, uh, the uh, director of the Center of the Study of Ethics and Religious Studies program there at Utah Valley University. Dr. Birch, thank you so much for joining us today. Good luck with the rest of the conference. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Coming up, uh, Israel is seeing a rise in crime and violence. Jordana Miller from ABC News joins us next to discuss what is actually going on in Israel while everyone else is focused on Ukraine. Stay with us on KSL News Radio. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.